Hey everybody, welcome to the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. My name is David Vignola. This is episode number seven. You came back for seven. This is great. Thank you so much for listening this week. This week, we're going to start to tackle, and on future podcast episodes, something I call the studio biz, career tips for home studio business owners. And this week's topic, we're going to talk about investing in your craft and what does that mean? So if you're someone that owns a home studio and you're trying to run it as a business, this will be perfect for you. We'll do a few more of these episodes in the future. And then we're going to answer a question in this week's mailbag. So this week, Investing in your craft. What does that mean? Right here on the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. Okay, welcome to episode seven the Studio Biz Career Tips for Home Studio Business Owners investing in your craft. What does that mean? This is so super important. I, I can't tell you, you know, how many people I've talked to over the years and folks that are, that are just starting out trying to run a home studio business. They had a, was working in a full-time career. They want to now follow their passion and they want to turn their hobby into a business. Um, and investing in your craft is so important. So let's jump right into this. So I first want to say, in order for you to grow a business, you must continue to grow and learn new skill sets, not only in music, but also in business. Okay. The studio biz, the music business. Okay. The word business is in the music business, right? A lot of people forget about that. Just because you're a good musician or you just because you love music doesn't mean you can run a studio business or anything, any kind of a business for that matter. But the music business is exactly what it is. It is a business. And part of being a business owner is you have to continue to learn and grow, sharpen your skills in both the music industry and in the music side of things, or if you're you know, a session player or whatever, your own personal skills, or if you're an engineer, your own personal recording chops, mixing chops, but you also gotta, you also gotta learn the business end of running a business, or guess what? You'll be out of business faster than you went into business, and it's not a business then, it's just a hobby. Okay, so let's talk about that. So I wanna give you six things that I want you to think about when we talk about investing in your craft. So here's six tips to getting better at, at what you do as a business owner. Okay, tip number one, understand what you are good at and understand what you need to work on. You need to do some self soul searching and you need to self evaluate what things are you good at. You know, if you're, let's say, let's just use the example, you're going to run your studio business as a recording or a mixing engineer, because that's what I kind of do. And now I'm an educator, but let's just start there. But it really doesn't matter what you do in the music industry or any industry for that matter. If I'm going to be a mixing engineer, I have to know what am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I need to work on? Okay. Am I good at mixing? I may be really good at mixing and I may be turn out really, you know, slamming mixes. But you know what? I'm terrible at website design. I'm terrible at marketing. I'm terrible at promoting. Um, those things I need help on. So you need to do some self soul searching on what you're good at, what you're not good at. Okay. And you need to then focus on the things that you're not good at. A lot of times people focus on the things that they're really good at and they try to get better and better and better at the thing that they're excellent at, but they're so underskilled or so far behind in certain other critical areas to being successful as a business owner that they don't focus on those things. Why? Because they're hard. Why? Because it's not as fun. Why? Because it's, it's just difficult, right? 
I mean, if you love your mixing, we'll use our example as a mixing engineer, you're going to be a mixer. That's what you're going to do. Mixing's fun, right? Music, plugins, gear, it's fun. Learning how to run a business, learning how to make a business plan, learning how to advertise, learning how to do good customer service. All that, that's, that's, that's not sexy. That's not fun. That's not, that's not making music. That's, that's kind of boring stuff, Dave. Yeah. But if you want to be a successful mixing engineer and you want to turn it into a business, you better understand some, some things like how to handle customers, how to handle clients. You better understand how to do basic marketing. You better understand how to run a website, your website to some degree, because if you don't and you got to hire all that stuff out, you're going to spend a lot more money than what you're probably taking in, especially if you're just starting. Okay. So understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, and then focus on the things that you're not good at. Okay. Tip number two, seek out people that are further along than you uh, in, in, in your business and observe what they do. Observe what they do. So in other words, hang around with people and befriend people that are further along in the career that you want to be in and emulate what they do. Copy what they do. Okay, so if you want to, again, you want to be a mixing engineer, want to be, want to run a, ses, a successful home studio business, and you want to record and mix artists, well, try to find other people that are already doing what you want to do, that have been there where you are at one point, and follow what they do. Maybe befriend them and maybe ask them for some advice. Find a mentor. Extremely important. Just don't wing it and fly by the seat of your pants. You'll have a hard time being successful. Okay, collaborate with people if you can with people that are a little bit more ahead of where you are today. That's important. Okay, I can't stress that enough. Number three, be willing to spend money on educating yourself. This is another big one. This is huge. Okay, you got to be willing to spend some money on some training. Even if you're someone like me, someone like me who actually trains people for a living, I still spend money on training and getting training for myself in all different aspects of business, in mixing and recording. I'm always learning. You're never going to know everything you need to know. Be willing to spend some money investing yourself to get better at what you do. That doesn't mean just spending time watching YouTube videos and trying to learn everything on YouTube. Good luck. You'll spend your whole life trying to figure that out. Sometimes you got to find the person that's doing what you want to do, and you have to spend a few bucks to get trained. There's nothing wrong with that. Education, make that, that's an investment in you, investing you. So again, you want to be a good mixer? You want to be a good recording engineer? Well, you may be listening to this podcast because you follow Home Recording Made Easy. I have tons of training on that stuff. Take advantage of some of that training. Spend a few bucks out of your own pocket. You want to be better at mixing? Buy some mixing courses. Whether it's from me, or from me or from somebody else, you need to invest in yourself and be willing to lay your, put your money where your mouth is. If you're not willing to do that and you're not willing to spend a few bucks to train yourself, then don't be surprised when you don't get better at what you do. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, I know it sounds simple, but I can't tell you how many people, you know, don't want to spend $20 on a training course because they, they I've, you know, I hear the excuse all the time, well, it's out of my budget. Well, if you can't spend 20 bucks to train yourself on a course, if it's truly out of your budget, then you're not, you're not in a position to be in business. Okay. And that's just a cold, hard reality of it. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, 
you know, downplay or, or say anything derogatory about people who don't have a lot of money. I'm not suggesting that at all, but I'm saying if you want to do this as a business and you want to learn and you want to train and you want to be successful, you have to be willing to spend some money to get to that point. It doesn't all come for free. Okay. Which brings me to my next point. Not everything is free. You get what you pay for. Okay. So if you're going to do everything on the cheap free, well, you may not get the quality of training or it may take a lot longer. So when we talk about um, business coaching and studio business coaching, I offer that service on my website and go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com, check out the services page. I train students all the time on how to run a successful home studio business. I've been doing it for 10 years. And they pay me to do that. And there's other people. You don't have to come to me. This is not a sales pitch. Find someone that you're confident in, that you're comfortable with, and pay them to help you learn what you need to learn. It's not, everything is not free. Okay? Doesn't mean you got to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, although in some cases you may want to, but you got to be willing to put up a few bucks. Okay? Sometimes. Okay, number five, learn as many different, learning is in as many different ways as possible. So I kind of relate this again back to mixing and recording. You know, if you take any of my mixing courses, any of my recording courses, you'll know that I never show you. I have tons of mixing training at homerecordingmadeeasy.com, dozens and dozens of courses where we mix different songs. I never show you the same thing twice, hardly ever, right? I show you different mixing techniques, different types of plugins, different ways to use them. I try to show you different things and different ways of doing things so you can take what you want from that training and build it into your own workflow. Okay. So push yourself outside of your comfort zone, learn things in a different way. If you mix a certain way all the time, for example, mixing engineers, our example, learn to do a different style of mixing, learn to different, different, learn to mix different styles of music, even music you don't like music styles. You don't like push yourselves out of your comfort zone, learn as much as you can be a sponge. You don't know everything. The more you learn, the more things you're exposed to, the different ways of doing things, the better off you're going to be. The better off you're going to be in your craft, and that will trickle over into the business world as well, into the business side of things. So it's important to learn in as many different ways as possible. And then lastly, number six, there are some things you can learn on your own where you don't need to go out and spend a bunch of money, but you got to spend your time, and time is money. One example of that, let's say, again, when I first learned how to uh, record, when I was a tracking engineer, when I was first learning how to record different instruments, I wanted to learn how to record drums. Now, I was working in a very small home studio at that time. Not much, you know, my studio today is not much bigger, to be totally honest. Um, And I wanted to learn how to record drums. And I could have went out and bought a bunch of courses on how to record drums, and I did do that. But I actually went out, I'm not, I'm not a drummer per se, I'm a guitar player, right? But I wanted to learn how to record drums. If I was going to record bands, the first time I recorded a drum kit wasn't going to be the day the first band walked in my studio. So I went out, spent some money, again, invested in my craft. I bought myself a, a drum kit. It wasn't a real high-end drum kit. It was brand new, but it was, it was a cheap, I think it was a Pearl Export kit. It came with a five-piece acoustic kit with some hardware and some cheap cymbals and stuff for about 1100 bucks delivered to my doorstep. And I spent a couple of months setting up that drum kit, learning how to tune that drum kit, miking up that drum kit in different configurations, recording that drum kit, listening back, making adjustments, watching some YouTube videos, taking some drum recording courses, Okay. I spent some money to learn how to do that. Okay. So I bought myself my own drum kit, even though I never played drums in my life. And I learned basically how to play a basic drum pattern 
you know, being a musician, being a guitar player, honestly, the transition wasn't that difficult. My job, my goal was not to be a world-class drummer, but I wanted to be able to play at least a basic four-on-the-floor beat, you know, at a, you know, at a reasonable tempo, play to a click track reasonably well, and be able to play a drum beat so I can learn how the drums worked. I can learn how they sounded when they were tuned differently. Then the recording techniques of where the microphones were placed. And then we'll listen back on in my studio after I recorded it, how did it sound? Okay. So I spent a lot of time learning on my own and you should do the same, especially if you're going to be a recording engineer, you should be, be familiar with every instrument that you're going to record. You may not have to be a great player at any of them, but you should be able to play them just a little bit and understand the basic functions of them and how they sound when they're, they're recorded. And again, if you're not recording, if you're mixing, let's say, again, a mixing engineer, that same thing. Mix different styles of music. If you're a rock heavy metal guy, go mix rap and dance records. Take some training. Go get multi-tracks. Learn how to do that stuff. Listen to the, some, some of that commercial music and use those as reference tracks. Get yourself out of the heavy metal guy and go listen to rap records. Okay? Get yourself outside of your comfort zone. Spend some time learning how to get better at what you do. Investing in your craft is so incredibly important if you want to continue to grow as a business or if you want to start a business and then continue to scale it and grow. You have to get better at what you do, not only in the studio, but then outside the studio. Take some basic business courses. Take a basic accounting course. If you're going to be accepting money from clients, you probably have to pay taxes. Not probably, you have to pay taxes. <laughs> I don't want anyone to listen to this podcast and think you don't need to pay taxes. I don't want to go to jail. You need to pay, you need to pay taxes. Do you understand basic accounting? Do you understand how to, how to use uh, you know, something like QuickBooks or some kind of a accounting software so you can pay someone at the end of the year, your accountant, to do your taxes so you don't get in any trouble with your local governments? Right. These are all important things to running a business. Again, this this episode is around the studio biz. So you have to invest in not only the craft of music, but you have to invest in the craft of business on some level. And the things that you're terrible at that you'll never get a knack for, you can hire that stuff out. But you should even have a basic understanding of how it works, because if you hire that stuff out and you have no clue, you're going to get ripped off or you're not going to get a good job from the people that you hire. And you won't even know it's not a good job because you don't have any understanding of it in and of itself. So spend some time investing in your craft, whether it's free and just your time that you're using and or a combination of some paid training is going to help you go a long way. It's going to set you up for success. So I hope that those six tips are helpful. Now let's get over to our mailbag segment and let's answer a question that came in last week. So let's head on over to the mailbag. Okay, this week's mailbag, we have a question that comes in from Simon and Simon writes in, hi there, I've been considering changing careers and going full time in my home studio business. It's a very scary thing to leave a job to follow your dreams. Any advice you can give me as I make this huge change in my life? Thanks. You're faithful, 
follower and student, Simon. Simon, thank you so much for writing in. And first of all, I want to congratulate you on even considering taking a chance of doing something like that. It can be a very scary thing, but life is all about risk. You don't take any risk, you'll never have any reward. So congratulations on making that change. Now, a couple of things I want to point out to anybody thinking about this, because I get this a lot. A lot of people look at me as their mentor, which is great, and, and a faithful follower here like Simon. And they see the end result of what I do here. And although they may not know the particulars, they know I do this full-time. I've been running a full-time business out of my house as a home studio owner for now going on six, seven years now. Um, and so they see the end result. And they think, well, if I just jump in and do what Dave does, you know, next week I'm going to be doing well. <laughs> what they don't realize is it took, you know, almost another five to seven years before I was able to, to do it full-time where I was doing it part-time on the side. And I worked a real job for many, many years. Okay. I always caution people that if you're using your studio as a way to make a full-time living to help feed yourself and your family, it's a bad idea to quit your day job and jump into this full-time if you're starting from ground zero. Okay. 99.99% of the time you will fail at it that way. And there are many reasons for that. And we are going to talk about that in future episodes. I have an episode coming up uh, called We Love Our Day Jobs. And I explain more in detail. So first I want to say, if you're starting from ground zero and you're not already financially set in your life and you're not retiring and you're someone who still needs to depend on your home studio business as a way to feed your family, then I would say before you do that, you may want to build up your business on the side while you're working your day job and don't depend on your studio making any large sums of money, at least for the first year, maybe even longer, depending on what you consider a lot of money. Okay, that's very, very important. So first thing, Simon, where are you financially in your in your life? If you're at a point in your life where you're getting ready to retire soon, you don't really need the money, you're trying to follow your passion, your family's not going to starve, you're not going to lose your house, you don't need to make money right away, then you can jump in and don't expect to make money right away. If that's not the case and, it's, and you think that you're just going to jump in because you're really good at what you're doing, you're going to work really hard and it's going to turn on very quickly, caution, red flag. Okay, I'm telling you as your friend and as your mentor, that's not the case. Okay, it took me about seven years of doing this part time before I could do it full time. And even the first year that I did it full time, I took a massive pay cut when I left my day job. Now, I also have a spouse and a, and a wife who actually has a job and makes very good money as well. We are both equally making very good money in our corporate gigs. So again, you may have a spouse that already works that can help support the family where your studio doesn't need to make a lot of money right away. That's a good thing. Those are things to can seriously consider. Okay. When you first start any business, if you have to start that business making a full-time salary right out of the gate to support your family, it becomes very, very stressful. And you end up doing a lot of things you don't want to do just to make a buck. And you make a lot of stupid decisions that are going to hurt you and the longevity of your business. Okay. So that is my number one thing to say to you. That is my advice. Now, beyond that, we could talk about other things, but I don't want this podcast to be an hour long, but I want to tell you that first, do not quit your day job until you don't need to make money for the first year. Okay. That's, that's a guideline. Or if you have someone in your life that can help support your family while you're building your business, that's great. 
once you have that covered and all sorted out and, you, and you're realistic about the fact that you're not going to make a lot of money your first year, you'll make some money. Sure, you'll, if you're good and you work hard and you're, you're really going at it and you've already been doing this on the side for a while and now you're trying to make that transition, yeah, you'll make some money. You already have some clients maybe as a part-time hobbyist. You'll make some money, but don't expect to make a lot of money. And if you get lucky and you make a lot of money, that's great. But expect that it's going to take three to five years of working full time at your business. If you're again, if you're starting from zero or almost zero, to be able to replace a full time income. Okay, that's about what it takes. It may take a little less. It may take a little more. It took me about five five years, six years before I was able to replace my job with this studio business. And again, even that first year, I didn't make a ton of money, but I made okay money. My wife's income really helped out a lot. It wasn't until about my second or third year of really doing this full time where I was making enough money where I didn't need a second income. And it was a lot of hours and a lot of hard work. Okay, so just keep that in mind. That's my advice to you, Simon, and to anyone else out there who wants to jump into this and go full-time into their home studio business. Be careful about that at first, okay? We'll talk more about in future episodes why we love our day jobs, why you shouldn't do that, and we'll get into a lot more detail. But as long as you have realistic expectations, I commend you and I congratulate you on taking a risk. It is very scary to start a business of any kind. It is very scary to leave a guaranteed paycheck every week to break out on your own. And I commend anyone that does it because here's the thing. You can always find a job usually working for someone else. There's a lot of freedom and there's a lot of um, flexibility and there's a lot of self um, gratification you get for working for yourself. Okay, you work harder, you probably are going to work more hours than you ever did working for somebody else. But you know what, when you're doing something you love, and if you love this business, okay, it doesn't seem to be work. And the harder you work at something that you love, the better you're going to get at it over time and the money will come. And the living will be there for you, okay? Unless you're lazy and you're not a self-starter. The other thing I would say to you too, this is not for the weak at heart. This is not for lazy people. If you want to be an entrepreneur in anything, especially in the music industry, no matter what you do, you have to be a self-starter. You have to be disciplined. You have to be hungry. And I don't mean hungry like you need food, although that could help. You need to be hungry, motivated. Go, 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 go. The only one that is going to make your business grow is you. No one is going to work more harder at your business than you. If you are not that, if you don't have that kind of mindset, you will fail at being an entrepreneur more than likely. So you got to have a strong mindset. You have to be hungry. You have to be disciplined. You have to be a self-starter. You have to invest in your craft. You have to know what you don't know and figure out what you don't know. And you have to be a little bit patient and don't expect that you're going to make a million bucks right out of the gate because that's probably not the case. And if all of that is okay with you and you still want to do it, then you know what, man? Congratulations. You are stronger and you are you are going to do something that most people can't do and don't have the stomach to do. And I'm sure if your mindset is right and you're, and this all resonates with you and rings true to you, Simon, you're going to do just fine. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode, episode seven. Now, I want to give you guys a couple of free gifts. If you're the first time here listening to this podcast, I want to say welcome to the HomeRecordingMadeEasy.com family. First thing I want you to do is go out to HomeRecordingMadeEasy.com and right on the homepage, get your five free mixing training courses right on the homepage, big orange button. 
want. You can't miss it. I also want to give you a coupon code for listening to this podcast. Any training course at homerecordingmadeeasy.com, you can get 30% off just by using the coupon code PODCAST30. That's PODCAST30. Put it in a checkout. Take 30% off anything on my website. Go check it out today. And then last but not least, if you like this podcast, depending on, you know, wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, you know, all Pandora, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you have the ability and you can take a moment, give me a positive review. Give me a thumbs up. Share this podcast on your social media. It really does help me. And the more people that are into the podcast, the better reviews I get will just give me the, uh, the, the, the sign that you guys really like this and I'll continue to create more episodes to help you. I have a lot of great podcast ideas, but I can use your help. So until next week's episode at the homerecordingmadeeasy.com podcast, I've been Dave with homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next week. Take care.